Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anton Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, I, I I know I'm going to sit on here and, and judge James Harden for in a bit for heading to strip clubs in Vegas rather than the beginning of training camp and being a responsible human being. And I'm just going to get out ahead of, of you calling me a hypocrite given my past performances <laughs> in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, not even just given your past performances in Las Vegas, just giving your performance in like an actual workplace that requires more <laughs> than like two hours of work a day. Um, you know, I am going to like, like I, I'm just going to say, I'm not saying that you were the James Harden of Silver Screen and Roll because that would imply <laughs> that you were more valuable than you were. Um, but like your work, like I would say that you took after him in terms of your work habits. It would be like if like... Uh, I don't know, like PJ Tucker decided to not show up to training camp and like, and not just, sorry, not just the body comparison. We have similar, we have similar shoe. Yeah. (laughs) I guess like shoe collection. You can guard up a position like. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 uh, I'm also left-handed just like James Harden. So maybe there's, there's something to be there. If I wasn't lazy, I think the question has to be asked. (laughs) Republicans everywhere, are like, yes, we've been saying it forever. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> but, not touching that. But, but the, but you know, on, on when I wasn't writing, I just stood up at half court, just like James Harden. That was something that I, I was kind no, of no. Literally, for. you would stand there waiting for somebody to ask you to do something. Like yeah, that was I, not. This is this is actually a way better comparison as we just take it down the line than I ever would have imagined. <laughs> uh, again, other than like the superstar production thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I produced okay. You were more. You, want, of the, you wanted weekends off, just like I'm sure James Harden has probably asked for and been told, like, no, that's a violation of the CBA. We can't let you take Saturday games off. Ironically, also, uh, this would make you for a stretch, Chris Paul, right? Where you just like walk around yelling at everybody. This, is yeah, perfect. I mean, look, like you know, I, I'm probably the tallest person that works at Silver Screen and Roll, but the way I run it, like, I will acknowledge a little bit of a Napoleon complex. <laughs> and then, and then on top of all of this. I guess this makes Seth Tillman Fertitta. <laughs> oh man, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. And that's another one I'm not going to touch. All right, now that now you, that Seth. we've gotten like just thoroughly fired. Just yeah, no, and like all of, both of us have been fired from all of our jobs at this point. <laughs> Awful announcing is going to write up a, a damn avatar thing just, just yeah, about just like this how, last segment. How two Lakers podcasters like cost <laughs> themselves every gig Everything. they had in less than three minutes. In a th- <laughs> <laughs> we are, however, going to more seriously talk about the the whole James Harden uh, situation, the 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 Kawhi Leonard commemorative. Uh, resting policy that the NBA is is implementing this next season. And then on the back end, depending on how much time we have, we're going to talk about Quinn Cook because there's this raging debate over the 14th person on the uh, on the Lakers roster. Because of I don't know about you, Anthony, but I have strong thoughts on Dwayne Dedman. So <laughs> he's been like, wasn't he outright bad last year? I yeah, you know, he was like, terrible last year. Yeah, and, I, and I, I like, he, looked up his stats to like see if there was something I was missing. Like, was he? And it's like, no, he's just like the most interesting name left of yeah. like you know the the scrap heap. And then you could say you could maybe get, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll All right. Let's. Uh, so I'm going to start here with Chris Haynes' report of Yahoo. He goes Yahoo sources NBA implementing new resting policy for the 2020-21 season. Uh, uh, prohibiting season with teams prohibited from resting healthy players for high profile nationally televised games 
and violations could result in a fine of at least, this is the, the wild thing, at like if you get found guilty of this, you're, it's not like, you know, 100 grand is the worst you could get. Porto and Fertitta, for Seth is going to have to pay like a good million bucks by the end of the Tillman year. Tillman Fertitta is researching ways to hire a James Harden impersonator so that he does not get fined for this. Like if the Rockets are on national TV and Harden decides to sit that one out. I've been thinking about Fertitta and, and now that John Wall especially is is in Houston, what are the chances he's just buying up strip clubs right now? Who, Fertitta? Fertitta. Like what's I stopping mean- him from doing that? Other Look, than that being would broke. be a hilarious way to basically like money launder his like his money He's through James his money back. paycheck. Like just <laughs> like he just gives it to Harden, who then immediately gives it back to him in exchange for gift cards. He like gives him the check, and Harden's like, you know what, man, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you keep it. Just uh, just put it on the house. <laughs> uh, it's like Fertitta will be responsible for retiring four James Harden jerseys. By the by the by the end of his tenure, if Harden yeah. ever goes, well, to only practice, one with the Rockets. Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> but what do you think of the, the resting policy in and of itself? Like, do you, do you think what do you think of it? It's it's impact. Do you think this is going to be a single year thing? Do you think this is something that can stick around for longer? What do you think? So I, I have a multitude of thoughts on this, and like mm-hmm. the the first one is you didn't even get to the mo- the funniest part of that whole report, which is that players, if they do rest, have to be in view of the fans. Like, what does that even mean? Does that mean sitting on the bench for TV audiences? Are they like planning for fans to be in attendance? And like, it's like, oh, you got to be in view so that like all these socially distanced pandemic fans can like reach out and you know like towards LeBron at least. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Be in what? Why do I need to see them if they're on? the bench who cares like they can zoom in they can zoom meeting like they can be up yeah, on the like fan fans board. can pause their tv and be like oh look there it looks on there's lebron sitting on the bench drinking wine um <laughs> wine I, I, cup. that is that is a weird addition to it that's How that, weird, like that's the most weird stipulation ever i it's it's up there who I feel like cared about this. I feel like this is such a like this is responding to a straw man that does not exist. It's like, well, my, me and my son paid league pass money, I guess, to be able to see LeBron James on the bench. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand Are, who this is. Who cares if you're the, like, who cares if you're there? Like, okay, so let's say even fans are in the building. Why do you care about seeing them on the bench? Like, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of touch because like I've been to a million. NBA no, I don't. Games. I don't. I don't think it's like. If anything, it's a reminder that that person is just taking the night off. Like yeah. You, you would think the NBA doesn't want them there. Right? Yeah. It's the, like, the team took a fine for that player because he felt like not playing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, again, this is a weird thing. The other thing, too, that was interesting about the rest policy was I was reading from Tim Bontemps of ESPN. He did, like, kind of a follow-up similar line story. And I guess it's – like, that makes it sound like the league is totally anti-star rest. But if you look at the full memo of the thing, the league is allowing teams to rest their star players who went through a long playoff run. So, like, I would love to know what long playoff run is considered. Like, is Kawhi <laughs> exempt from this because the Clippers choked? Because that would just be hilarious if he was um but like that would seem to indicate that as long as it is not a national tv game which the lakers have a lot of those they could theoretically like let rest lebron on a random night with just like a load management or just some oh, kind yeah. of like like they aren't gonna have to dig for it and so like that does you know that also kind of brings us to like the load management discussion that we wanted to have anyway but i, I think the thing is multifaceted and like it, it does seem like the league is at least 
allowing for some nuance here. Like they aren't just like they're they're saying, hey, throw us a bone. If you're on national TV, play your stars that game, and you can sit them. You know, when they play against the Hawks or something like that. Yeah, the only the only situation I could see this getting kind of dicey is you know if the NBA goes through what the NFL is going through, right? And there are enough COVID positive cases where a team has to postpone a game here and there, or, you know, and, 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 and as a result, one of those postponed games is on national TV. And then that, that creates a back-to-back that you weren't, you, you hadn't planned for previously, but now that like, now that teams yeah, you have, think they'd take that stuff on a case by case basis. But like, like we've seen with this league, who the hell knows what they're going to yeah. decide to put an emphasis on. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing that it's a very specific situation that you're planning for, but it's one that we've seen in other sports, right? That's why yeah. I bring it up. And, and, you know, regarding this plan as it stands right now, cause I saw some people, that I agree with on, on, on a variety of issues, but this is one that I, I didn't, I couldn't quite get to maybe I'm anti-player on this one, but it, well, there we're were people, finding out that you're anti-player on a lot of things over I, the last couple turns days. Out, you know, I'm yeah, just like, it turns to, out that like, you know, you, like I, are you, I don't, are you like the cops basically? I think is what is the question that many people are asking is Anthony Irwin a cop. Let's put it to a poll. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that one out from the silver screen and roll account just to like solidify the firing. <laughs> but the but the 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 thing that you know I kind of come to because there were there were people kind of taking grievance with the with the policy is that like we're talking about a handful of players and these are games by the way that teams are going to be able to plan for ahead of time. You know, yeah. it, this isn't this isn't something you that you know when you're going to be on national TV. Yeah, like it's not it's not like oh my god, we're on TV tonight. Like if you if it ever strikes you like that, then you didn't do and, your and homework. Like if a player has an injury, then it's then this isn't right. an issue. Like so, right. it's not like this can crop up. They're saying healthy players. They, they're yeah. saying healthy players in games that you can plan ahead for. I don't know. Like this is a league. This is a star driven league, right? That's what we always hear and we always say about the NBA, and. If players have a problem with that, it can be less of a star-driven NBA. It can be less of a star-driven league, and it can be more like the NFL, where it doesn't matter who's playing, it's still going to be a ratings monster. But those players have a hell of a lot less leverage, and this is just one of the ways that the NBA is asking to meet you 50-50 or meet you halfway on the amount of leverage that all of these guys have over their organizations. Rightfully so, by the way. The 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 impact that LeBron and AD have had on the uh, on the Lakers has been incredible. It's a really cool symbiotic relationship that we get to watch take place. But one of the things that they're asking for is if you are going to be a driving force of our revenue and you are going to use that as leverage to be able to wield power over the organizations that you play for, then maybe continue to generate that revenue on our biggest nights of the season. That's all that, and, and, and if you're not healthy, cool. You don't have to play. If, if you, if there is some unforeseen circumstance that doesn't allow you to play, cool. That doesn't fall into this category. If you are healthy and if you are able to play and if you are available, then all we ask is that you play and you do your job. To play devil's advocate, though, just on, like, the stance the NBA is taking here, like, it's easy for us to go, like, yeah, like, throw them a bone, like, do the do a favor for the league, like, all that stuff, like, this is how it's you It's not doing a revenue. favor, it's doing, it's it's fulfilling yeah, do, a contract. Okay, you, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying, like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, like, no, well, they're asking the teams, not fulfilling a contract, like, the teams don't have a contract to play X player X games or whatever, like, that's yeah. not... 
that's not a con. Like, uh, th- th- this is not an issue of the players saying they're going to sit out. This is an well, issue of the team. It kind of is, though, right? Like, Kawhi Leonard has basically said, like, there are some games I'm just not going to Okay, play. well, but, okay, aside from Kawhi, for the most part, this is, like, something where the team and the player decide, like, okay, we're playing three games in this stretch. Like, it would be best to rest you here. Like, what? Like this is usually a somewhat mutual decision. Although, yeah, like, for the Stars, it is ultimately up to them if they want mm-hmm. to play or not. But, like, so the point that I'm making is, like, the league, like, it's easy for us to say like the league is asking teams they're like okay just like rest them for the local games like you know this is how we get the billion dollar tv deal like you know what other force teams have yelling at them about tv deals like their local tv deal like you think spectrum sports net is like oh yeah no like that's fine just like play ad and lebron on espn and like we'd love it if they sat out you know for the game against the hornets that we have because it's going to be really easy to draw fans to that one otherwise well you know but, what i mean like yeah, so, it's a for the Lakers, it's a different thing because they probably are one of the few teams that makes more from their local TV deal than they do from the national one. Yeah. But, um, like, you know, for these teams, like, that's not a small consideration. And those local TV deals obviously can't find the team in the same way. But there are certain pressures that come from that, you know, symbiotic relationship, too, which is why, like, I empathize with the teams like having to figure out how to manage all of this because like, you know, you on one hand have the league saying, play them on ESPN, play them on TNT, but then you have your local TV partners. Like what the hell, why do you keep resting Kawhi, you know, like on FS West? Yeah. I mean, you would think though that it's a give and take is my point. You're still going to like, I don't, I don't think you're going to see the gigantic dip in a local broadcast that you would in a national one from a player not playing. Right. Like, nationally not as big of a dip i will grant you like the the percentage of drop you know you're going to see a drop but the percentage of drop is not going to be because you're you're asking casual fans to tune into a game that now doesn't feature the star that you might have been tuning into no that's your local your local broadcast is going to be a little different so it's like mostly the diehards that care either way so it's 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 a it's a fair point to make i just i just think you know for for and and by the way this wouldn't even exist if the NBA just hadn't gone through the hell that we all have gone through in 2020. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing that I don't think the league wanted to institute. It's just that they reached a point because of the way last season went where they're saying, Hey, just work with us on this one. And that's for real. Like we're hemorrhaging money. Just like play LeBron on ABC. Okay. Like, right. Yeah. Hey, on, on TNT games, please play that one. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> play basketball yeah. like you're being played to do. But the They're other like, thing, the, like people are going to give up on the NBA for good if they have to listen to Reggie Miller and Chris Webber do another live podcast on air. Like, yeah, we just we can't do it. Which they're going to do anyway, but but at least there's entertainment in the background. Be like basketball to us to distract you rather than yeah. like. Well, if they know that if they know the p- names of the players that they're that they're watching that night, it's slightly less likely that they go yeah, out there exactly. in full podcast mode. Exactly. So, God forbid. That's another thing, and this is a point that Pete made on our show: is that Locked On Lakers, which you can find everywhere you find podcasts. Oh my God, I'm, I'm <laughs> cutting that out. <laughs> but you know, he made. I, I think it's a very fair point that if this is the if this is how the league is hoping to generate the revenue that it might have lost last season and they are focusing on these nationally televised games, maybe also focus on the broadcasts themselves and make them more watchable. <laughs> it's a good point to make. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad point. If, it's all, if, it, if, if what we're talking about is the packaging of and around these games, 
then I think that's something that the league should probably talk to its partners about. Look, I'm not I'm not even asking that. Like, this is how low I'm stooping. Like, I'm not even asking them to hire people that are, like, good at the job. Just hire people who seem to like basketball. Yeah. Like, it should not be that hard. Do you, do you, I, you don't really watch much NFL, do you? I don't think you do. Uh, I do. I do not, but I remember. I know what you're talking about because I used to watch it religiously, and it is a very different tone on the broadcast. It's a, it, it, it's just the, these guys sound like they want to be there. They, they sound like they aren't doing us a favor by by showing up and and getting paid millions of dollars like they are the people who do national games are paid very well to do their jobs and like maybe just maybe like, sound like be, like i'm not even saying like don't get former play because like the people that people always like you know pump up is like stan van gundy who obviously is not going to do yeah. it anymore unless like the pelicans you know have like a very generous like non-compete clause in his contract yeah. um or like doris burke and i'm not even saying like don't have like the former players do it or something just like it shouldn't be hard to find former players that like today's basketball yeah I I, I like would I would totally done a good agree. job finding ones that don't, but like I'm curious, <laughs> uh, like I would like to see some that do like it. Yeah, I I agree. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I want to talk about this James Harden thing. I want to talk about the the <laughs> for some reason the Quinn Cook being polarizing is something that <laughs> that I want to talk about. Uh, so we got to get to all that here in a bit. All right, so we forgot to get it in the first segment here uh, because we were too busy. Like, how funny is it that after the offseason the Clippers have had, they took another L just by way of NBA policy that, like, no, actually, Kawhi's going to have to play. Well, again, we don't know, like, what they consider a significant playoff run. I just said that it would be hilarious if he did not fit the criteria and, as a result, like, was not able to load manage this year on national TV either. Well, don't, don't like either way though, right? <laughs> it's like on one hand, it's like e- either the NBA is dumping on their playoff run last year by saying that the second round isn't far enough, or this is a policy specifically for Kawhi Leonard. Like they stopped just short of calling it the Kawhi Leonard rule. Yeah. Which I'm still going to call it. Like everybody, uh, everybody. Well, no, I mean, think, I think everybody's going to at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I, I'm kind of curious about, I would love to know how stars feel about this policy in and of itself. Uh, I mean, like, like many things, like I would imagine that their, you know, their stances on it are wide and varied because, you know, there's so few stars and they all have such different approaches and backgrounds and whatever. But like that said, I do think that it would be one of those things where like they don't like the policy, even if they probably mostly want to play on national TV, because like most guys want to play every night. Like that's, I think sometimes that's a misconception just because Harden's skipping training camp to uh, continue like with his like nationwide party tour like most stars want to play basketball as long as their owner is not Tillman Fertitta and so like I think that most of these guys like they probably just resist and are probably would be the most annoyed just that the NBA is telling them what to do not that they can't do it yeah I I wonder how stars look at somebody like Kawhi and just say like man because like the thing it I'm not saying this from an anti-player standpoint either by the way but the more that stars play and the more revenue that they generate, the larger the pie gets that the NBA Players Association has a significant slice from or gets a significant slice from. Yeah. And then like with stars, especially as that pie grows, seeing as they in specifically have a very large slice of the slice of the pie that the NBA the players, yeah. Yeah, that, that the players union is, is owed 
you would think that any fellow superstar would look at any superstar that might not be carrying their own weight and say, dude, we're supposed to be trying to drive this league upward so that we can continue to, to, to generate a, 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 a continuously larger slice of this pie. Like that's how it, I would it look seems at it. Unlikely to me that they look at it that specifically because I think m- like they most of them can probably empathize with like you know like let's say like probably. wanting to stay healthy or whatever it may be. Yeah, like I, I think um I, and I just don't know that they look at it like that granularly in like terms of like you know like how much money does that really cost them specifically? Like probably not a whole lot. You know, like it's probably a like it probably makes a difference, but it's probably like in terms of what percentage of that percentage that they're losing because, like, let's just say hypothetically, Kawhi sat out a game on ESPN. Like, oh yeah, I, just I mean that's not, that's not yeah that like, doesn't so, mean much. I just think it's negligible. But the but the fact that we've gotten to this point where such a such a policy would have to be implemented probably means that there's significant amounts of money at stake here. Yeah, you know, which well, I mean, yes, but for the overall league, yes, I think for the individual, that specific star player, probably yeah. not. Right, but I mean, the the healthier the league is, the healthier their their paychecks continue to be, yeah. and that's that's where that's where I would probably stand if I was an NBA superstar, which I am not. And which we are about to talk about now, like LeBron James. I was going to say, Anthony, we've gone like now like 20 minutes. This is a Lakers podcast. You are not on Locked On NBA today, which is a podcast you also co-host on Fridays just before you force the plug in. Where, um, uh, where can you find it, though? I'm, I'm just trying to see. You can find it on, uh, I don't know, I listen on <laughs> iTunes, but I'm not sure where else uh, Where else you got You get iTunes? I mean, I, I use Podcast Addict, which takes from iTunes servers. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, LeBron, I, I thought it's not that LeBron said anything specifically that was so mind blowing, right. Or newsworthy. It was the stuff, you know, if you compare it to last year and yeah. the conversation that was held last year around load management, where last year he, he took offense to the very notion of, of whether or not he would load manage. Yeah, this I mean, year speaking, was a slightly different tone. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Kawhi, like last year, it almost seemed like the Lakers, Clippers, you know, play. There was a clear, you know, bad blood rivalry between the players. Like, you know, I know fans always want to say like, there's no rivalry between the Lakers and Clippers. The players clearly felt differently, no matter what they said Absolutely. based on their actions. And I think one of the little mini kind of turf wars in that rivalry was, you know, the Lakers being like, okay, we are not the load management team. We are the mm-hmm. team that goes out plays hard every night and our stars show up and our stars play. And like, they, uh, you know, like, like if you buy a ticket to a Lakers game, you know, the stars are going to do their best to get on the floor for you, which you don't know when it's those other frauds across the hallway. Uh, you know, just paraphrasing (laughs) here of like what their response was. I'm not even sure that's paraphrasing. I think that's a direct quote. Yeah. I I mean, probably not, not far from it behind closed doors at least. And, uh, (laughs) So, like, I think that last year, like, if you asked LeBron, and there was always, like, you would, it was funny just to watch, um, I ended up cutting this line from the piece because it felt like too in, but, uh, like, you know, too much of an in-joke or whatever, but it was funny to watch how many different national people parachuted in to Staples Center, the practice facility last year, to ask LeBron, thinking that they were going to be the ones who were the first ones to ask LeBron and Frank Vogel about load management. And you would see, Mm -hmm. like, varying degrees of irritatedness seep through in their answers, like, Frank was 
was always like, well, you know, like we always consult with LeBron and we work with him. And, you know, I don't know if I believe in load management, but if guys are hurt or sore, then we're going to like, you know, very chipper, whatever. LeBron, like the first time was like, no, we don't do that here. Second time was like, no, we don't do that here. Third time was like basically like F no. Uh, And, (laughs) you know, and like not exactly like that, but he, you know, you could tell how many times he was rolling his eyes based on mm-hmm. how many times he had been uh, As been the asked question starts, he's just like, oh my God, we're doing Yeah, this just like right. visible sigh and like, like you could almost hear him like, oh, into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish like NBA players were like that. I wish like, LeBron, so- like, like I've heard the amount, you know, like it, I, I've been talking with people about like the Kyrie thing and I, I have a lot of thoughts on it that I don't want to fully get into on the air. But like, you know, I, I feel like the media would be like stuff like this would happen less if just occasionally like a guy would root out those bad questions by just giving like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, while they're in the middle of asking. And like, I just feel like I've heard the amount of BS questions that they get at times. Yeah. And I'm just saying I would not blame them if they were to work in a exasperated sigh to groan uh, sometimes with them. Or and, fart noise. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, LeBron already does that, you know? Yeah. So like a fart noise would be incredible. Like that's what I'm here for. Every question he didn't like, he just went <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like it was like LeBron would have to answer so much less like BS. <laughs> I'm here for it. LeBron, yeah. just, if you ever, if you ever want lessons on, on how to handle the media, just come this here. Is, yeah. The LeBron and Anthony or the Anthony and F- Fagan, uh, P- Irwin Fagan PR firm yeah. at large. We, yeah. we got this. We got, we, but, you know, we're all for anyway, you. Like to take it back to the load management thing. I, I, what was notable about it to me was that like l- last year he just rejected even the not even just the questions, just the idea that he even needed rest. LeBron was like, "You ask him about load management." LeBron's like, "I actually don't sleep, and I uh, I run on a treadmill all night while you kind of fakes are sleeping, and I don't get tired. I'm LeBron James, and mm-hmm. like you know this today it was not like he didn't say." I'm open to load management, but he said, first of all, a first sign that, you know, this was like somewhat of a fib was, uh, he said, I always listen to my coach and it's up to, ultimately up to him, um, you know, to lead in his answer, which is like, no, LeBron, if you want to sit out, you will get to choose that. That is your Wait, choice. You're telling me Frank Vogel doesn't demand that LeBron James play? Yeah, no, Frank Vogel and LeBron are, at, I would say, at best co-workers. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like, you know, and then, like, the second thing, like, he just didn't reject the premise out of hand. He didn't say, last year he explicitly said, I don't load manage, that's not what I do. This year mm-hmm. it was like, well, we did just have a really short off season, And, uh, you know, like, uh, like I got to stay healthy for the playoffs. Like, he didn't commit to load managing, but he didn't reject the premise. Yeah, I, and frankly, he shouldn't. No, he should, he should I, manage this year. I would, I would be kind of annoyed if we got to the end of the year and he played every single game. And you know, even and like look, he, last year they stealth load managed him behind like the groin, groin injury and stuff like that, just to like yeah. allow him to not look which, like. By the way, like which goes back to our our prior conversation about the the policy itself, right? About this about this national TV policy that they have is that like this is something that you could if a team doctor <clears throat> looks at. Uh, LeBron or looks at Anthony Davis or looks at Alex Caruso, another superstar that we haven't talked enough about yeah. yet. <laughs> and and if, if they, if the team doctor says, yeah, that it looks like he could hurt himself, you know, with, with this and with, with, with what's going on, that kind of stuff is very easy to, to, 
you know, stealth tanker or what was, that was the term you used. Stealth you load know, manage. Stealth load manage in this case. Stealth tank was the Byron Scott. Uh, that wasn't stealthy, but but that was the that era. And I don't get fined for that anymore, by the way. No, you don't. Um, I, I was going to say, it's like our friends, uh, the Kamenetsky brothers always say. It's like, if you're in the NBA for like five years, a doctor can find something to do surgery on you for. You know, oh, like yeah. if you want to have surgery or you want to like some time off or, you know, whatever. Like, like traffic you, code, like traffic yeah, lock. Like, a cop can some find something to pull you over for. Up. Like, like there's always debris that needs to be cleaned up. There's always some kind of debridement or whatever that you can have, or, you know, they could come up with some medical reason to put you under the knife and give you a couple weeks off if you need it. And so like, you know, the same thing goes for if players want to sit out. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of, you know, here with, with LeBron, I'm sure we're going to get every, you know, every so often. LeBron like if, LeBron has says a... his groin is, if LeBron says his groin is sore, what are they, what are they, what is the NBA going to say? No, it's not like <laughs> we want to look. Yeah. Well, I mean, seeing as ESPN today was covering what kind of car he was driving on the freeway, I guess ESPN would want a closer look. But well, I, to but be that's fair to different. ESPN, some fans like took that video or whatever. Like they weren't, they aren't that they aren't following LeBron's car around yet. That it was a nice car. Yeah, it was a nice car. I was I was surprised he fit in that car. To be honest, like that looked like a tiny car for someone yeah. of his size. I mean, I I, I drove last year's model. You know, I, I was thinking about getting this year's model, but I decided, you know. I it, hey, it seemed kind of know, tone deaf. Pandemic, to you gotta yeah, you gotta cut. Everybody's gotta cut back, and Anthony doesn't get to buy a new car every year anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 the kind of person who gives back is is what I'm talking <laughs> about. But yeah, the, the I, I think you know to 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 put a wrap on on this portion of the conversation, I think for for LeBron, it's the kind of thing where anybody paying attention is rooting for him to sit on occasion. Yeah. Including, by the way, the NBA, so long as it isn't a national TV game. Because the yeah, last because, thing like, the look, NBA you know won, what's going to cost them a lot more money than him sitting out a national TV LeBron game? being hurt for the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and so, so nobody wants that. Like, yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think everybody's probably on the same page as this. This is a different tone. This is a very different season, you know, what we're going into, which is why I'm kind of surprised the NBA hasn't announced anything like an expanded roster or or expanded two-way duties that you could, you could, you know, more lax two-way duties. But, but my we'll dark see. interpretation of that is that's more guys who could break protocols and give you coronavirus. And, yeah, you know, honestly, given the success rate of NBA players so far and keeping that out of their ranks, I'm just going to say that I, I don't entirely disagree with what the NBA is doing. I mean, look, Lou Williams has struggled sometimes in the posting, but I, I wouldn't call him a two-way player. Like, that's, that seems harsh. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's wrap up on this. Quinn Cook uh, was given the Lakers' last roster spot now that they are hard capped and up against that hard cap. And I was kind of surprised by the number of people who I'm pretty sure only a matter of a couple weeks ago were not upset, but, you know, a, a little bummed for Quinn, Quinn Cook that he, after so visibly, really deeply caring about being a Laker and, and winning a championship for this organization or as a part of this organization, uh, I, I saw a lot of that and then he got the last roster spot and I saw a lot of, I guess, annoyance and, and look, I am somebody who will cry that the sky is falling as loudly as anybody as evidenced by my daughter a second ago. She is, she, she developed that gene from me or got that gene from me in, in her ability to cry over nonsense, like, you know, poopy diapers. I just get over yeah. it. Kid. But the, but you know, for, for cook, I was kind of surprised at at how loud it got in some reaches or corners of of Lakers Twitter, and I'm kind of curious. Like, was it something you cared at all about 
beyond like, oh, he's back? Uh, yeah, you know, like that's pretty much where I was at because like, look, it's, it's the 14th guy. Like they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna play barring disaster. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, you know, yeah, you could bring in Dwayne Dedman to like give you another theoretically talented NBA player that is like a larger human being, I guess. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's the extent of my scouting report on Dwayne Dedman. Uh, like, he was but bad then last you have, yeah, but then you have another guy that is potentially like, you don't know how they're going to fit into the situation. You don't know if they're going to understand that their role is going to be extremely limited if they play at all. Whereas, you know, Quinn Cook is fine playing every five games and then getting benched for the entire playoffs. Like, you know, if you don't need him. And I think that when you're looking at the bottom of the roster, this is why, like, you know, there were people in my mentions mad that they re-signed Dudley. Like, you know, and look, like when you get down to that spot on the roster, you just need guys who can be practice squad players who can play every so often when LeBron and AD load manage and like theoretically have like NBA talent that will not take offense to being asked to sit. Like you can't, I mean, maybe Dwayne Dedman would be fine with that. I don't know. I don't really know him or his personality at all. But you, the Lakers already know that Quinn Cook is like one of the best teammates in NBA history and that he loves being a Laker so much that he's willing to come back for less money after being cut. Like, how many times have we ever seen a player do that? Like, and, and come back into the Especially a minimum type player, too, by the way, where that, that amount of money actually means something to somebody making what he's making. Because I think it was exactly. like a $400,000 pay cut, which... Yeah. Which is, is like, is, like that, especially with California income taxes, like that's not nothing, you know? Yeah. And so like, I think that like it, just the fact that he was willing to come back again and be a part of this and is like best friends with basically not just everyone in the NBA, but especially like AD, LeBron, like those guys, like those are the kind of guys that you want around or guys that just mm-hmm. fit at this point And at that point in the roster and look like we can say that Quinn cook is not uh, like, I don't know that I'm like, he's not an NBA player yet, but he's at least like a s- extremely limited utility NBA player. But that said, I actually think that like he can fit in better on this team than he could on last year's just because they aren't going to be asking him to handle the ball when he's out there. Yeah. I, I, I look from a utilitarian standpoint, like I, I guess if you want to be that strict about it, then find, Zaire Smith is out there. And like you said earlier, Dwayne Dedman might be more uh, useful as a, as a player, but Dedman especially was, I, I I want people to go back and look at his stats in both situations. He was in, but anyway, like I understand wanting another big body just in case like Gasol gets injured or anything like, like, mm-hmm. look, I get it. But I, I think but they honestly, have Kaycock for that. I'm, I'm fine Kaycock with that. In there, and, like, he's undersized, but like he at least plays like a center and can like do some of those things for you to get you through the regular season. Yeah. And, and on top of that, I, I don't think, coming off of the season that we saw last year and the, and the importance of team chemistry and how just clearly visibly important that was in the bubble. We're heading into another weird season this year. Like we're yeah, without into- Dudley, I don't know that the Lakers make it through that bubble run as well. I know they didn't play, but those guys were key in keeping that, like the team together and bought into each other. That, that levity is, is so important in such a difficult situation that those guys are playing in. Like, sure. I'm, I'm sure that there are people listening to this right now who are rolling their eyes at, Oh man, it must've been so difficult for millionaires to play at Walt Disney world. It doesn't matter you know, where you are. It's tough to be isolated from your family. I look, I, I, the, the times that if we ever get another summer league, I'm going to be staying in Vegas and probably at a decent place. And I'm going to be away from my family for any amount of time. And that's going to suck. Like that's, yeah. that's really going to suck. 
And, and oh, so, yeah, yes, sure. I, I, yeah, play Jen this clip. Like, I'm sure that you're selling her that you're going to be really disappointed to get to go to Vegas. Harrison, you're not supposed to sniff out the freaking plan, like the plot. Can you have Mia make a video of just that clip specifically and just like put it out on social media? Like a dad says goodbye in advance, like and almost all comes to tears. Yeah. See, see that, Jen? I'm I'm just sitting here. For a week. They were gone for like three months. Okay, it's a little different. Well, right, but I, that's what I'm saying is that like that short amount of time is going to suck for me. I couldn't even imagine for for these guys, especially you know you got younger. They're all younger than I am. You know, yeah, all, I, I will they're... keep all of you updated on how inconsolable Anthony is in Ve- <laughs> at the next Vegas Summer League. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, we're well, we're at this blog party, but Anthony's just in the corner crying and trying to FaceTime his daughter. Why am I crying in the club? <laughs> We're going to go out for like a dinner. Is Anthony crying at the end of the table? And it's like, I just miss my daughter so much. Like, I hate Vegas. I I hate it. It's it's time to cut me off. If you see that going on, it's time to, it's been time to. to I've tried to cut you off before and, you know, stronger (laughs) men than me have tried. Uh, But yeah, well, you're not very strong, but like the, the, (laughs) (laughs) but, but the, yeah, to, to get back to, you know, Dudley and, and Cook's value, is it like, no, they aren't going to be as strictly useful in, in a in a in a basketball sense as those guys are. But you could probably make the case that given the little input that those guys are going to have, the impact that those guys are going to have on the actual basketball at that roster spot, that the chemistry aspect of this, that that the cohesion aspect of this, the continuity that they're going to have from last year to this year is a lot more important than any number of threes that Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman might have made uh, as a stretch five or any number of, of you know, decent minutes that Sayer Smith might have been able to, pr- to provide. And, and you know, from where I'm sitting, I, I think Polinka, like, I really am, like, straight down the middle on this one. I really don't have strong thoughts either way. Yeah, I don't. I cannot if, bring myself to care deeply about this. Like, I cannot. I, I I simply cannot do it. But that said, if if you know you're looking for strong thoughts, or if you're demanding that I lean you know firmly in one direction over the other, I actually think Palenka got this one right. I I I, I really honestly do, and I he deserves to, the benefit of the doubt given the success he's had to this point. That's the way I'd lean as well. And also, like it's a non guaranteed camp deal. Like you could, you could cut him later and it doesn't matter. Like you, if you cut him before the end of camp, there's not even a cap hold on it. Yeah. No, like I mean, this is just... not like you can cut him later on in the season and still have enough like prorated cap room to sign two minimums, you know, like right. they're like, they're okay. Like this yeah. is not, uh, this is not going to make or break their season as much as, you know, look, I, I know we all love to get upset about cap space and roster management and whatever. Like I used to get worked up about that stuff too, back in our team tank days. But like, you mm-hmm. know, in the end you find out like these shots in the dark don't pan out that often. And like, you know, especially for a winning team like this, you just want guys that contribute to winning in whatever form that may be. And in this yeah, form, the rotation it's like, is set. Like it's hard. Yeah. Where, where would that, where would that dark horse, where would that dark horse get minutes to show that they're a dark horse? They're already like THT may get somewhat squeezed out of the rotation when people thought that he might end up having a role this year, you know, mm-hmm. like because they're so deep at guard, like Quinn Cook's not going to play. He's certainly not going to block THT's path to minutes. Like, nope. No, I I think it's a fine like, signing, and and as the year goes on and the prorated amount dips under the the gap that they have between where they stand and the hard cap, then they can always add somebody else if they really desperately need a big body, which they might. At a, <laughs> he might be a big body by that by yeah. that part, part of the season. 
<laughs> but if if that's something that they desperately need, which that might be the case by the time that they reach that point, but Quinn Cook's salary is is non guaranteed, and and if they have to make some other decision like that, that they they can still do so. It's not. It's really not as big a deal as people are made it. Yeah, like to bring this full circle to comparing Anthony to an NBA player. This is like, you know, I, you know, I get emails. Pete, I'm sure gets emails. David Locke, I'm sure gets emails like the corporate heads at Vox. I'm sure get emails. They're like, why do you keep bringing in this Anthony Irwin guy? Like he has no talent. Like we, you could use a better spot. You could make better use of that podcast roster spot. Are you, and, are you citing yourself? Like, are you reading off of your last email sent or? I mean, I do send that to the bosses every day and they don't, but you know, like they're like, you could make better use of this spot. You could find a young developing talent. And I'm like, look at my response to these people. Always, I always respond, number one. And number two, I'm always like, look, you can say like, yes, is Anthony, Anthony a limited talents podcaster? Absolutely. Like, does he kind of like, is he more of a spot minutes guy at this point in his career? For sure. Like, but does he have great chemistry with everyone here? Almost. Uh, and so, like, you know, like, if you're going to ask me, like, if I'm LeBron in this scenario, like, who would I rather play with? Like, Anthony Irwin or, like, some, like, up-and-coming Lakers podcaster? Like, sorry, kid, I'm sticking with Anthony. Like, I know that he is going to, you know, provide replacement-level podcast production. And mm-hmm. I trust him as someone that I mentored when he was coming into the industry. So, okay. you know... <laughs> I've, I'll have you know, Mr. Spot Minutes guy, that I've recorded now an hour and a half's worth of podcasts today. Wow, that might, so, that's a, you may have to take tomorrow off and get that comp time because, like, I you, might, you know, I you, might actually just do that. I might just split <laughs> today's locked on in half. <laughs> we'll see. You deserve, we'll see. you deserve overtime pay at the very least. I hope David Locke knows how hard of a worker he has. You know, he 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 doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Uh, we will be back throughout the week. We now, there are three shows between when you're listening to this and the Lakers' next preseason game that you guys are going to listen to. Uh, I'm going to be on one of those on Wednesday with Sabrina. Uh, and and then we are right back into the thick of things. <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, just about two weeks before the next or the the first opening night so so that's where we are this is insane like i'm still not fully prepared to cover a preseason game on friday like yeah well good thing it's a preseason game that lebron and ad aren't gonna play in yeah i can i can work my way back into blogging shape yeah yeah which is like you know jared dudley he he looks like he's in blogging (laughs) shape (laughs) that was so rude have a great day everybody and we'll talk to you over the course of the week